0: Hello! You are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Plumfield in Person. Jack and Jill by Louisa May Elcott, a Plumfield and Paidia book review originally published by Sarah Masarik on March 17, 2023. In my childhood bedroom, there was a big white dresser with a massive hutch on top, ideally suited to storing books. The dresser was pretty, and the shelves on top were inviting. I distinctly remember gazing at the prettiest book I owned, the Illustrated Junior Library Unabridged Edition of Louisa May Alcott's Little Women. I loved that book. I still do, by the way. The illustration is breathtaking, the printing is elegant, and I felt like a true book lover owning a book like that. It was not until many years later, college, I believe, that I discovered that there was more to the Joe March story. I found little men and Joe's boys. And then I knew that Elcott was a kindred spirit. In fact, when I attended two terms at the University of Oxford and I backpacked my way through Europe, I took little men with me to be read and reread over my six weeks in hostels and hotels. Despite this growing love for Alcott, I didn't know about her other books. This was the beginning of the internet, and my local bookstores never carried her other works. As a young mom, however, I discovered Eight Cousins, An Old-Fashioned Girl, Under the Lilacs, Jack and Jill, etc. And I loved it all. Correction, I love it all. Many years later... I'm not really a young mom anymore. I realized that despite having read Jack and Jill several times over the last 15 years, I had never reviewed it. Since we are named for Elcott's Plumfield, I felt I needed to get more of her books reviewed for our site. I have read in many places that Louisa May Elcott loved writing for children and loathed writing teen-slash-coming-of-age books. Her most famous Little Women was not her favorite, despite being heavily influenced by her own personal story. Stories like Eight Cousins, Little Men, Under the Lilacs, and Jack and Jill were much more to her liking. And honestly, they may be her best work. Elcott seemed to understand young people and to sincerely love them. When I read Jack and Jill for the first time, I enjoyed it, I wasn't overly impressed with it. However, when I read it aloud to my children, I saw it through new eyes. I saw how exciting it was to young readers. It was funny and creative and full of boyish hijinks. It quickly became one of my favorite Elcott books. Quote, One of the sweetest things about pain and sorrow is that they show us how well-loved we are how much kindness there is in the world, and how easily we can make others happy in the same way when they need help and sympathy. End quote. Published in 1880 and set in a small New England village, Jack and Jill opens with children playing on a snowy hill and trading sledding dares neighbors and best friends jack and jill make a bad decision with regard to their sled and they end up wrecked with devastating consequences jack has a badly broken leg and jill has a severely injured back that may never heal correctly previously young healthy and active both children are forced into many dreary months of confinement while the doctor their mothers and mother nature Do what they can to mend the young children. A little like little women, Janie Peck and her mother live a quiet and modest life next door to the much wealthier Minot family. Janie and Jack Minot are such good friends and so inseparable that everyone calls Janie Jill to mimic the nursery rhyme. And of course, Elcott uses the nursery rhyme as inspiration for the sledding accident. Quote, No, dear, we cannot see or know many things that grieve us very much, but we can trust that it is right, and try to believe that all is meant for our good. That is what faith means, and without it, we are miserable. When you were little, you were afraid of the dark, but if I spoke or touched you, then you were sure all was well and fell asleep holding my hand. God is wiser and stronger than any father or mother, so hold fast to him, and you will have no doubt or fear, however dark it seems. Quote. This story covers that long recovery period where the two friends move through various stages of confinement. Their dear friends try to make the long days less dreary by inventing all kinds of things. A particular favorite of mine was the bully system they set up between the two houses so the invalids could send messages and presents back and forth across the yard to and from their bedrooms. Jill's home is very small and much less comfortable than Jack's. Efforts are made to make Jill's room more comfortable and interesting. And then, when she is a bit stronger, they move her to Jack's house so the two may be homeschooled together and encourage each other in their recovery. Homeschool mamas will find genuine encouragement in Mrs. Minot and her cohort of friends. Elcott's educational philosophy features prominently in the second half of this book, and her ideas were a real blessing to me as I was discerning my homeschool path. It is often said that there should be no death or grief in children's stories. It's not wise to dwell on the dark and sad side of these things— But they also have a bright and lovely side, and since even the youngest, dearest, and most guarded child cannot escape some knowledge of the great mystery, is it not well to teach them, in simple, cheerful ways, that affection sweetens sorrow, and a lovely life can make death beautiful? I think so. Therefore, try to tell the last scene in the history of a boy who really lived and really left behind him a memory so precious that it will not be soon forgotten by those who knew and loved him. End quote. In classic Elcott fashion, a character does die in this story. But also typical of Elcott, the death is handled with much grace and focuses on hope. I am of the same opinion as Mrs. Minot and Elcott, Even the youngest child can see the sweet side of sorrow if given the proper support, never diminishing the true sense of loss, but always remembering the gift of the loved one's life. Some say this story is preachy. I would say it's no more so than any of Elcott's books. Others say it's too old-fashioned. Again, no more so than any of Elcott's beautiful stories. I think both the sermons and the old-fashioned values are refreshing and such good for our children to feast on. I really found that the magic of this book was in reading it aloud. It is not short, but it is not long either, and it is fun to watch the reactions of the children as they listen. There are several options available as an audiobook. You can learn about the many reprintings of this book at biblioguides.com, but I love any that include the Ruth Ives illustration best or the newly reprinted Seawolf Press version. Also, did you know we have a whole page dedicated to Louisa May Alcott? Head over to our website and you can find it.